talk about is may contain graphic descriptions and or explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everybody, I'm Key. And I'm V. And this is We Shouldn't Talk About This. Hello to you, Key. Hello to you, V. What's going on? Nothing much at all. Just looking through my Facebook memories. Yeah, what happened nine years ago today? Nine years ago today, I have one where I was tagged by my friend Kendra. And it says work, yay. K, I'm back. K cubed, which was our name because we used to go karaoke, and uh, K. Actually, it was K squared. I think we changed it to K cubed for a reason, but I don't remember. It's been so long ago. Must have got another member. So, no, we didn't have another member, but it was like that was our karaoke name That's when so we karaoke together. Oh. So sweet. So, so sweet. Yeah, that's that's very sweet. So, let me pose a question to you. All right, I'm listening. Did you know that since 2000, the year 2000, there have been 313 documented cases of people going missing from cruise vessels with only about 10% of those cases resolved. Oh my gosh, no. I did not know that. And because cruise lines are not legally required to make public every case of a person who goes missing or overboard, it's estimated by some in the industry that only around 15 to 20% of such cases are documented and become public via media reports. So... The 13,000 is like 15% of what could possibly be. No, like, no, 313. 313 is like 15%. Yes. And that's wow. in 313 in 20 years. Wow. That is insane. Have you that ever been is, on a cruise? I have. I was just about to ask you that. Now. Not to deter anybody from cruises, I went on like a little like weekend cruise to the Bahamas from Miami, and it was nice. You know, it was, it was fun. It, it it's an experience. I definitely say if you haven't been to do it, not necessarily a super long one, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. Well, that's really good. Now, would I do it again? Mm, I, I guess it depends on how many days and where it departs from and where it's going. Kind of. See, I know your your parents went on like a seven day cruise, like all around Central America. Yeah. And they had a lot of fun, which I'm surprised because you know your mom is like the scariest person in the world. Yeah, really. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> oh, thank goodness she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, have you, you've never been on a cruise, have you? No, I've only been on a ferry. On a ferry? Closest thing yeah, I've come see, to. I've been on like a dinner cruise, like, you know, a cruise around New York, 
a cruise around Navy Pier in Chicago. Like, you know, I've done like, you know, those cruises that take a few hours, but you don't go out into like open, open water. So and those are nice too. like, but the, the cruise to the Bahamas, it was like a lot going on, a ton of people, food 24 seven, you know, actually going to the Bahamas was, was nice. It was pretty. I got to experience lots of things. So I definitely say if you have a chance to do it, just be careful. Just be careful. Yes. That's some sound advice right there. Yes. Now I bring this up because today I wanted to talk about, you know, cruise ship mysteries. And I have quite the mystery with quite the well-known brand attached to it. Oh, dear. Well, I guess we all should gather around. Yes, gather around, children. It's time for a tale of crime. Or maybe not. Mine is so mysterious, there's not necessarily a crime that happened. (laughs) But possibly. Who knows? Oh, but somebody knows when we'll get to that. So... The subject of my story is Rebecca Corium. She was born on March 11, 1987 in Chester, England to Mike and Anne Maria Corium. She grew up in Chester with her parents, sister Rachel, and two foster brothers. She attended Chester Catholic High School, and in her youth, she worked at Chester Zoo. Are you sensing a theme here? Where other yes. relatives had worked and a memorial bench to her grandparents, Kevin and Dolores, is on the zoo grounds. So they were very, very involved in the zoo life. Now, she joined the British Army cadets in her teens and attended Plymouth University at Plymouth, where she studied sports science. Later, she got a staff volunteer position within the cadets and participated in some outdoor events. She also took additional studies at Liverpool Hope University and then spent four months teaching sports at Camp America in the state of Maine. Maine, such an unproblematic state. Like, we rarely hear things going on in Maine. Maine's tiny. But they, it's like, you know, you go up there, you get the lobster rolls, you, you go sit on the beach. It's just beautiful and small and they don't cause any trouble up there in Maine. I'm going to drive up there one day. Don't hear much from Maine. Not at all. So, in June 2010, she went to London to interview for a Disney cruise position. Now, my cruise was not with Disney. However, when we docked in the Bahamas... The dock right next to us was a Disney cruise ship. And it was just children running wild. Uh. That's all I saw. (laughs) I mean, you know, if that's the way you want to spend your vacation, hey. But she was not trying to vacation. She was trying to work. Obviously, she liked children. So after being hired, she went to the company's theme park in Florida for training. Disney World, holler. She spent 
four months on cruises to the Bahamas where the ships are registered. Then she went back to Britain for two months off. When she returned to work, it was on the Disney Wonder based in the port of Los Angeles. She returned to Chester for two weeks during this period when her grandfather died. And that was the last time her family saw her in person. Rebecca returned to the Disney Wonder and her her duties as a youth worker. She maintained contact with her family via Facebook and Skype. So she was, you know, actively Skyping and Facebooking her family. Now, six weeks later, on March 21st, 2011, the day the ship left Los Angeles en route to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which is like where the Price is Right used to send everybody. Everybody. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was always like one of their big trips was Puerto Vallarta. And now you're going to Puerto Vallarta! And no one clouts because they've seen it four weeks in a row. No, everyone's still excited, though. <laughs> they were all still excited. So, and that was back in Bob Barker's time on the show. That that was the good times. Good times. So, she sent her last message to her parents via Facebook saying she would call the next day. So, that was on March 21st. 2011 she was when she sent her parents the message at 9 a.m pacific daylight time that morning on the wonder off the coast of mexico rebecca had missed the start of her shift she was not found in her room or anywhere else on the ship and did not respond to pages over the ship's public public address system a review of cctv footage and for those who are not aware that is closed circuit TV, found one appearance of her timestamp 5.45 a.m. In the video, Rebecca is talking on one of the ship's internal phones in a crew area, and she appears distraught. A young man walks up to her and appears to ask if everything is all right. Her mouth can clearly be read to be saying, yeah, fine, after which she hangs up. Then she walks away, pushing her hair back and putting her hands in her back pockets, mannerisms which her parents say were common for her. There has been no record of her presence anywhere since then. The crew searched the ship for her. Ships of the U.S. Coast Guard and Mexican Navy searched international waters through which the Wonder had been sailing during the hours in which Corium could have gone overboard, if that's what had occurred. They also found nothing. Now, according to Mike Corium, Rebecca's father, Disney disregarded standard operating procedures and didn't turn the ship around to look for his daughter. Additionally, he states that the Navy and U.S. Coast Guard teams were given incorrect coordinates and likely searched the wrong area of the sea. Under the flags of convenience system, jurisdiction of the case fell to the country of the ship's registration. Since the Disney Wonder is registered in the Bahamas, Detective Paul Roll 
from the Royal Bahamas Police Force, the RBPF, was flown to the ship by Disney via private jet to investigate once it returned to Los Angeles. And that was three days after the disappearance. Now, Mike and Anne Maria, her parents, were also flown out from England to meet with the detective and the ship's captain in Los Angeles. They met the Bahamian detective and said he told him he had only spent one day on board investigating before flying back home. The detective also told them that he had interviewed only six of the 950 crew members and none of the 2,000 passengers. Actually, over 2,000. The Coriums claim Disney kept them in a car with blacked out windows and brought them on board via a little used side entrance after all the passengers had disembarked. The Wonders captain gave his condolences and expressed his theory that Rebecca had been washed overboard by a wave while at the crew pool. Mike and Anne-Marie were then shown Deck 5, a crew swimming pool area directly in front of the ship's bridge and guarded by walls reaching over six feet in height. They were then taken to the crew quarters and Rebecca's cabin where they were shown a sandal that allegedly belonged to Rebecca and was recovered on Deck 5. After that, they were taken to a meeting with Disney executives and the woman Rebecca had been speaking with on the phone. Now, that whole meeting was hush-hush. There are no details anywhere as to who that person was. I mean, I would think it was another crew member since she was using an internal phone on the ship. Yeah. But they didn't really say who, what they were talking about, why she was upset, and anything of the such, like, no details were given about what the phone call was about. So, listen to this. The following day, the Coriums watched as the Disney Wonder left port to set sail on its next cruise. Despite the RBPF case being an ongoing investigation, Disney considered the heartbreaking matter to be put to rest and laid flowers upon the site on deck five of the alleged rogue wave accident in a ceremony attended by some of the ship's crew. Now, being unsatisfied with Disney's account of their daughter's disappearance, the Coriums hired private investigator Roy Ram, a former specialist of Scotland Yard, and sought the aid of Chester MP Chris Matheson and former Deputy Prime Minister Lord Prescott. What they unearthed outside of the official investigation has disturbing implications as to the possibility of the fate of Rebecca. Now, again, Disney has always maintained that it was a rogue wave that swept Rebecca off of Deck 5 sometime between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. on March 22nd. However, there are numerous inconsistencies to this account, one being that the weather and ocean conditions near Puerto Vallarta were where the ship was located do not show any indication of stormy weather, 
much less a rogue wave that would need to be about 100 feet high to sweep a person above the six-foot wall surrounding deck five and overboard, according to Ram's account. Man, that'll be one massive wave. Which you would think somebody would have seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If a wave that big hit the boat, more than just deck five would have got wet. It would have been water all over the place. All over the place. The primary piece of evidence in Rebecca's disappearance is the CCTV footage of her talking on an internal phone line at the time of her last known sightings. In his investigation, Ram retrospectively discovered that the CCTV footage had been cropped to hide the timestamp and location. According to Disney, that TV that CCTV footage was shot inside on deck five near where Rebecca was allegedly swept overboard. After viewing the undoctored copy of the footage, Ram and other investigators learned that it was actually shot on deck one, not close to the vicinity of Rebecca's alleged accidental death. Ooh, that's shady. Copies of this footage have been denied to the family repeatedly. Another notable piece of physical evidence provided by Disney was that of a sandal allegedly discovered on deck five that belonged to Rebecca. However, this sandal had the name and cabin number of another individual altogether, and both the family and crew members insisted that the sandal was the wrong style, like, you know, not something that Rebecca would even wear, and the wrong size. Yeah, super fishy. <laughs> Pun completely intended. Now, a few months after Rebecca's disappearance, investigative journalist John Ronson of The Guardian sailed aboard the Wonder in an attempt to make sense of the Corium incident. In talking with crew members, he uncovered suspicious and even sinister intentions behind Disney's explanation of the Corium case. One crew member disclosed, quote, Disney knows exactly what happened. That phone call she had, it was taped. Everything here is taped. There's CCTV everywhere. Disney has the tape. When asked about Rebecca, another crew member replied to Ronson's inquiry by saying, quote, I don't know anything about it. It didn't happen. You know, that's the answer I have to give. In 2016, investigator Ram uncovered a ripped pair of shorts within Rebecca's remaining personal effects from her cabin. He and other law enforcement believed this pointed to signs of a struggle perhaps even a sexual assault before her disappearance. Now, in the CCTV footage, she's wearing like a really big baggy shirt and baggy pants that looked like it did not belong to her. Like she was a slim girl and everything looked like it was like three sizes too big what she had on. Mm. Now, in 2017... Tracy Medley, Rebecca's girlfriend and co-worker aboard the Wonder, broke her silence on the events of March 21st, 2011. 
She claims that night her and Rebecca engaged in a threesome with a male boyfriend of Medley's. And according to Medley, Rebecca had been distraught over their fiery and passionate relationship in the weeks prior. Then the shock of sharing her lover with a male friend or perhaps sexually vying for Medley's attention might have been enough to swing Rebecca's unusually sunny mood into a state of despair. Medley retrospectively believes that she wanted off the ship and her life and climbed over the six foot railings of deck five to jump into the ocean. Family and friends from England have vigorously denied that Rebecca took her own life. It's believed that Disney has more evidence than it has shown, particularly, particularly security footage of the area by the pool and is covering up knowledge of what happened out of fear of adverse publicity. If there's a video that shows your daughter going overboard, says Kendall Carter, he's an American who founded the lobbying group International Cruise Victims after his own daughter's 2004 disappearance from the celebrity Mercury cruise ship. So he said, if there's a video that shows your daughter going overboard, that's the end of the story, he told Ronson. There's no way someone can go off of a ship and it not be recorded. A crew member told Ronson it was implausible that there was no footage since the pool's it's close to a number of other important offices. So remember, this is the crew pool, not the pool not for the, like, the guests. Right. So it was close to offices such as the human resources and payroll department where money and sensitive documents are kept. So there were probably cameras everywhere. Bound to have lots of cameras there. Right. She believed any cover up by Disney may have been as much about protecting themselves from charges of negligence since the pool is just below the ship's bridge and would thus be the portion of the ship where a fall would most likely be seen by someone in a position to start a rescue. If it was 6 a.m. and they were doing their job and watching the front, someone must have seen her go over, she told Ronson. Or if they didn't, and they're covering up why they didn't. Now, it's been more than nine years, and friends and family are still searching for answers, but the case has largely gone cold. Man. I just think they, like, they're just holding on, like, Disney's holding on to this, she went overboard, over six foot walls. Yeah, that's, Like, it just doesn't make sense. No, uh uh-uh. It was too much shadiness going on. They they cropped where she was at, off the video and everything. Like, it, something, I think there might have been foul play involved. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That is, that is terrible. That is, because like on cruise ships, you know, the crew has their own entrance and exit. Like the cruise ship I went on, you had like a little card with your name and picture on it, and you had to scan it every time you left the boat and every time you came back so that they could keep track of everybody. But the crew 
went out another door that didn't seem to have all that because this was like a big security thing like you know there was like eight crew members who was like making sure everybody had their car before you even went through the little metal detector thing and then there was like four on the way out four on the way in yeah yeah so like you know they were making sure like you know you had your thing you scanned it they looked at the card they looked at the picture that popped up because they took your picture when you like were entering the boat to make sure you're the same person and then they let you off and then they did that like on the way back in. Man. But the crew, you know, you could like we could see like a little further down when we were docked, when we were getting off the boat, the crew was like coming out of a little side door. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, I, I and I understand they don't want like the crew and the guests really mingling, mingling like that. So they probably want it to be like, you know, the guests can get off as fast as possible without being held up. So the crew just goes out a, a different door. Yeah, that makes sense. So if they don't really keep track of the comings and goings of the crew, but they were in like the middle of the ocean when she disappeared. But then when they docked, if it was someone on the crew who did something to her, they could have somehow got her out that door and took her somewhere and left her in Mexico. Yeah. Hmm. That's awful, man. Like, like it's like it's bad enough. It's bad enough for someone to be like missing, but for, like on a cruise, especially like someone who works there, and there's like no telling like what country or international waters they could be in. Like that's just so scary. Right, and then you know Mexico and the U.S. They you know they got their their ships together and tried to look for her, but. Who's to say she even really went overboard? That yeah. was like a story spun up by, you know, the cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. Just like, because like, cause they, they kind of seem like when they say someone went overboard, it's kind of like, yeah, like there's nothing else we could do. There's too much water out here. There's no telling which way the tide went. Like, it's out of our hands now, you know, if they went overboard. Like, like, like that, that's just what that sounds like to me. Because, like, you know, there is plenty of water in... People, like, you can move, you can drift way fast in water. Right. But she was reportedly a strong swimmer. Hmm. So let's say she did go overboard. They were close to the dock because this happened, like, very early in the morning. Yeah, like from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right. She possibly could have sustained herself to get like kind of close maybe but you know you never know in those type of situations i just don't think she went overboard i think something happened yeah they you know the the people in charge saw the tape and just covered it all up yeah i agree with that mm. that's terrible like she she just went she wanted to you know, it seems like that would be fun and adventure. Like, you know, you get to, to go to all these different places and, you know, the crew don't have to stay locked up on the ship once you dock and 
your work is done, you can get off and explore whatever country you're in. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Right, but it's like the lack of like laws that surround cruise ships make it very sketchy for like if anything happens everybody's like hands out like they don't want to handle it so it's like it could just go unsolved like this and that's the sad part yeah that's awful yeah i think she just wants to like you know live her life and have some adventures like things that any 20 something would want to do right right so hopefully they get some closure on this. I, like this was kind of like a, a sad story that seems like there's a lot of cover up going on and no, no answers but tons of questions. Yeah, lots, lots more questions than answers right now. Yeah. Hey, fellow, we shouldn't talk about this, listeners. I'm CC, the host of a new true crime podcast, Sooner State True Crime. As a born and bred Okie. I'll cover cases based in my wonderful home state of Oklahoma. The term Sooner actually refers to cheaters in the land run, the state's very first true crime. New episodes are released twice a month in Apple Podcasts and most podcast apps. Or visit our website, anchor.fm slash crime state to listen now. So come away with me to my crime state on the Sooner State True Crime Podcast. And please stay Sooner safe out there, y'all. Thank you so much for taking us on a deep dive of your mysterious case that is very still in a state of mystery. Yes. Um, yours, yours, yours um, had a very popular cruise brand name behind it. Well, just a popular brand name in general. Right. Um, mine is associated with the. MCC Cruises. Never heard of it. Neither have I. <laughs> but they are a Mediterranean cruise liner company, it seems. And this one departed from Italy. So let us begin. So, Li Ying Lai, also known as Angie Lee, was a cruise and wedding planner living in Ireland with her husband and children. She started Cinderella's wedding in 2015 which offered a range of packages, including wedding dress rentals, decor and photo album designs. The company, the, sorry, the couple, um, Angie and her husband, also had podcasts on their website, which featured Angie narrating different travel destinations and cruises. Now, the source, now the source told me that this website is still live at this time, but I couldn't find a proper link to this website. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get there myself. Because I would like to have heard her voice and, like, you know, listen to some of her uh, travel destination and cruise suggestions and stuff. I, think that, I thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been. But if anyone can find, you listeners, if any of you can find Cinderella's Wedding by Angie Lee, their website, if you find it, definitely shoot us a message somewhere so we can check that out. Now, Angie Lee was not... She was not a Cinderella herself. She was not a, a, you know, diamond in the rough per se. She had some roughness going on. According to the Irish Independent newspaper, 
Miss Lee previously appeared in court in Dublin after having her front door broken down by the state police when she refused to leave an apartment. The Dublin District Court heard there had been a dispute with the landlord over unpaid rent and because she was keeping pets, which was against the rules. The company had fallen behind in their rent when they both lost their jobs, the court was sold. Miss Lee was prosecuted on a charge of burglary with intent to cause criminal damage, but Judge Catherine Murphy dismissed the charge. So, with all this drama and madness going on, I think Angie and the family just wanted to go. They just wanted to take a trip and just get their mind off of everything. Right. So, they got tickets to the MC, MSC Cruises. Um, for a 10-day Mediterranean cruise on the MSC Magnifica. And so it was Angie Lee, her husband, Daniel Belling, and their two children, ages 6 and 4. They left February 9, 2017. The last time Angie was seen alive was February 10th. Just one day into the cruise. And this was in Genoa, Italy. At a souvenir shop. So, um, after after an investigation started, um, the shopkeeper was was questioned about it. So the shopkeeper said, I remembered it well when we had just opened and it was 10 a.m. First, she entered with the two children. Then he came in. He was agitated. He pulled out a backpack. He pulled out of a backpack a pair of gym shoes and yelled at the woman. He said, "Put these on instead of your sandals and shut up." The shopkeeper told La Stampa newspaper. When the hmm. ship when the ship sailed from Felita, Malta, to Catacolan, Greece. Belling said his wife was not enjoying their cruise. She was bored with it and wanted to get off the ship. He alleges that he alleges that he took the children into port with them, but she remained on the cruise ship. When he came back with the children, she was gone, as was her suitcase and, and belongings. He said Hold he told... on. Hold on. Now, first, she was bored and ready to go, but then when they dock, she stayed on the boat. Sir. <laughs> Already conflicting, right? Right. <laughs> Hold on, I got to put on my uh, behavioral analysis hat. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. All right. So he said he said when he told the cleaning crew at the time only three people were in the cabin now, not four. But later he changed his story. Police interviewed the two, the two children, and they say that the interview with the children produced these damning facts. One evening, the father asked the children to remain in the cruise ship cabin, saying that he had to go out with their mother. But when he came back, Mommy was not with them, and they never saw her again. Uh-huh. This completely contradicts Belling's claim, Belling. The Belling claimed that he stayed that she stayed on the ship when they went out to port, with it, when he and the children left out the port. Right, because that didn't make any sense anyway. If she wanted to get off the 
the boat. Yeah, she was dying to get off the boat. been like one of the first at the door. Yeah. Cruise ship crew said that she reboarded MC the Magnifica after Genoa, but she disappeared sometime before the end of the cruise. Since the crew could not remember seeing Angie Lee and had records of her embarking 10 days prior but not disembarking, they alerted authorities and Savita Vecchia, Italy. Belling was arrested at Rome's Cayampino Airport as he was preparing to board a flight to Dublin, Ireland. Police had charged him with her murder, though her body had her brother has not been found to date. He was taken to Rome's Regina Colia prison, where he will await trial. And, and this right here was right after they got back from the trip. So probably like the 20th of February. On Friday, February 24th, Italian judges visited Mr. Belling in a cell where he was asked to give them his version of the events. He told the judges that he thought his wife had gone back to their home in Dublin or back to visit family in China. Investigators are currently going through CCTV footage from the cruise ship to determine where Angeli was last seen aboard the Magnifica. The last time she used her keycard to leave or enter the ship was in Genoa, Italy. The CCTV footage confirms reports by two crew members. Judge Maria Paola Tomaselli issued the judicial ordinanza document to hold Belling in prison without bail. The ordinanza is a ruling by preliminary court judge who is asked to confirm an arrest or to set the detained person free. Judge Tomiselli found it odd that the couple had taken the cruise since they were having financial problems. I thought it was odd, right. too. That I was... thought it was odd, too. Yeah. Because, like, they were, she was just in court because she, cause she, like, she couldn't pay rent and she had pets there. And so she was, like, going against, she was going against her you know, lease and everything. Right. So why take an expensive cruise ship when you're already having financial problems? Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. So this combined with the fact that during questioning in his prison cell, Belling at first claimed his wife had disembarked the cruise ship for urgent business reasons. This made no sense because all of her personal belongings, including mobile phone, credit card, and Irish resident permit were found in the cabin, as well as her red coat, shoes, and gowns. Wait, but didn't he say when he came back all her stuff was missing? Yeah. That she was yeah. gone and her stuff was gone? Mm-hmm. He is a horrible liar. So after stating that lie, Belling refused to answer any more questions, reciting his, his right to remain silent. A Magnifica restaurant waitress told investigators that the last time she had seen Angie had been on the evening of February 10th, where she, her husband, and their children had dined together at their assigned table, number 704, in the Four Winds restaurant. She did not see Angie at breakfast or lunch the next day. She presumed that the woman had eaten at the ship's buffet. She also told investigators that for the rest of the trip, Mr. Belling and his two children and his two sons had eaten on their own without Angie Lee. 
a cabin made now, 12. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I can, I can see why she would remember because thinking back, we had an assigned table at an assigned time every night, the same waiters. We had two waiters, the same two waiters serviced us every night and the same person cleaned our room. And so like, if he saw me in the hall, he would always like say hey to me by name. And I was like, man, you know, they see hundreds and hundreds of people like every month. Mm -hmm. How in the world did he just remember our names like that? So it's like they are really trained to remember your face and your name. Yeah, that's good service. It's really good service. It, that, it was really good service. And, you know, so I can I can see how the the waitress can remember, okay, yeah, she was here on this day and this day, but not any other days because, you know, they get used to seeing the same people at the same time at the same table every night. So I guess, you know, being in the routine helps them remember people. Yeah. And that was definitely his demise. He should have not. He shouldn't have chose a cruise where people would should were are trying to remember your face because they're trying to provide a five star experience. That is not the best place to potentially murder your loved one. Right. This 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 was a horrible plan all the way around. Like he's a horrible liar. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if had he been a better liar, a better actor, anything. He might have been able to get away with this, but he was just not smart enough. Mm -hmm. A cabin maid told police that she had not seen Angie after February 9th, remarking Mr. Belling told her on the fourth day of the cruise to not make up the sofa, to not make up the sofa as a bed because there are only three people sleeping in there now and not four people inside that cabin. Witnesses Why would he even mention that? I don't. I don't know. Why I don't would you know. <laughs> he is very dumb. Yeah, he is. <laughs> if anything, I'd have been like, um, "My wife said you didn't make that up good enough. Make sure it's great tonight, so she can get a good night's sleep." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why oh, would you man. even mention that there's a person not there anymore? Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Witnesses aboard the ship claimed the children were always barefoot and were wearing the same clothes each day. Reports and Italian media claim crew members found one of Belling's sons wandering the corridors of the ship after his wife vanished. The Irish Independent reported an odd fact. Angelie's mother said she heard, from, she heard her daughter was missing from a friend who read an English article on the internet. That, that is how she learned her daughter was missing. Her son-in-law had been arrested and her two grandchildren were in, were in care Italy. She said she last spoke to her daughter on February 7th before they embarked on the cruise. Daniel Belling never told her that her daughter was missing, nor had investigators. She has not heard Damn. from her daughter since before the cruise. But what's more strange is that there was an unusual quest Unusual request from Belling's attorney. The Irish Independent had recorded Luigi Conti had asked the court if his client could leave prison and stay at an apartment in Rome as the, inve as the investigation may take a very long time. 
The court obviously denied his request, keeping Belling in prison while investigators continued to piece together evidence. Who does he think he is? The Queen of England? I mean... Let me stay at a hotel because you guys are taking so long and this jail is just not up to my standards. Well, well, well this, this next quote was going to explain it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Belly, so Luigi Conti, the attorney, said, my client is a German citizen living in Dublin who works as a computer programmer and IT consultant. His clients included Apple. Since his client maintained his wife is a missing person, the International Police Agency, Interpol, is searching for her. So that was that was his throwback at so that. So he said because she was considered missing and not dead, he didn't have a reason to have to stay in jail. Right. Is what he was trying to get at. Sit down, sir. Sit down in your dirty jail cell. That's what I'm saying. So, on March 3rd, um, an update was made from a state prosecutor. Maria Tamburelli claims the couple were having financial problems, and Mr. Belling killed his wife on board on February 10th after the couple and their children had supper together at the Four Winds restaurant on board, but did not turn up for breakfast the next morning. Police are searching for Angie Lee's suitcases, fearing she may be inside it. A photo of the suitcase was circulating the internet and hope someone will see it and report the suitcase location. Depending on the current, the suitcase could wash up ashore anywhere in the Mediterranean Sea, including Italy, Greece, Malta, Tunisia, Libya, Egypt, Syria, Turkey, and Bulgaria. However, Mediterranean Sea hydrodynamics, where Angie Lee is thought to have gone overboard, had a southeastern flow of circulation, making it most likely the suitcase would come up on the beach of Crete, Libya, or Egypt. And and then um, and then like people and then after that after that circulated internet, um, a video of with a woman same size as Angie, and this, having the same size suitcase could fit into the suitcase and be zipped up. Damn. So yeah, they think he he put her in a suitcase and threw her overboard. And threw her into the ocean. Damn. Yeah, yeah, because because so so. All right, so so all right, so so Daniel is a forty six year old uh, German man, and and he he seems tall, like like he had like a very like average like figure. He didn't seem like super buff or anything, but Angie is um, of China of Chinese. She she's from China. And she's very small. So, so I guess his plan was, and this, of course, like you know, this is still a mystery. Like there's still no, like there's still no evidence of her at all to this day. But like you know, my my assumption was, since they were having financial troubles, maybe he did the same thing as these other crazy killers have done, and take out a life insurance policy on his wife, and then said, let's go on a cruise. And the cruise, she um, she was like, you know, not paying attention, and he probably had knocked her out and zipped her inside of the suitcase and threw it into the ocean, and wanted to claim the money. Possibly, but then again, I don't I don't guess you can get life insurance off a missing person, so that wouldn't work anyway. I don't know what his plan was actually. 
Well, after so long, you can have them declared dead, but still, that's not like a immediate thing. That takes years. So yeah, his plan was dumb all the way around. Yeah. Man, I couldn't have... Man, like, that would be uh, such a crazy way... That's that's just so crazy to be zipped up in a suitcase and thrown into the ocean. That is insane and cruel. So I would think she would have to be, like, a smaller stature, like, very slim in order to fit into a suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Um, she looked. She looked like. Well, like I, I didn't have any, any exact like measurements on her. It it just said like a woman of her same size. But in the picture of them two standing next to each other, she looks really small. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Like, and then you did it while your kids were there. Like, oh, yeah, what type your, of monster! Your, your kids had to be investigated by police. Rat out daddy for saying mommy never there was not coming back. Right, mm. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they, you know, told the truth. But it's like there's still no closure. They don't know where she is, or if she did wash up on the shore. Like that was a lot of countries you listed. Yeah. So a lot of possibilities of, you know, the suitcase washing up on shore, and then what if, you know. What if she's not alive anymore? Not just that, but what if she did wash up and it's like, you know, nobody knew what, you know, knew the circumstances and they, you know, just buried her or something. Man, yeah. Well, that was my crazy Krubes mystery. That was crazy. Hmm. So, let's go ahead and book our cruises for next year. Yeah, are you thinking of uh, taking Disney, or you want to go on a Magnifica? Um, let's. I'm I'm just gonna go for what I know and stick to the same cruise line I've been going on. Oh, I see. Well, I actually, see. no. Actually, no. There's um. I want to say maybe Royal Caribbean, they have like eight people apartments. They have like the largest cruise ship in history that just, I think it made it, it's made, it's made in voyage last year. And, and like their apartments, instead of like these little tiny cabins, you have to look it up, but it's like, it costs thousands of dollars. I mean, just, just think about, the fact that we have boats that have stories of apartments in them and they just sail around to destinations and like that's just crazy like that's just a crazy thing and same thing with planes too like i think there are some like jumbo planes with like you know nice amenities in them but not to the scale of boats because you know well well i mean boats can sink but don't have to worry about having enough power to be up in the air you know right that's crazy okay so this is the ship i was talking about the royal caribbean internationals 200 no wait yeah 
228,081-ton Symphony of the Seas is the world's largest cruise ship. It debuted in 2018. The ship has 22 restaurants, 42 bars and lounges, theaters, an ice rink, and a zip line. That is insane. A waterfall that has a 92-foot drop. The zip line is nine stories. Oh my goodness. That is, that is, wow. Like, it is, oh, it took three years to build it. It has 2,759 rooms, including the 1,346 square foot Ultimate Family Suite. The Ultimate Family Suite. Twenty-four pools, twenty-four pools, whirlpools, surf simulators, and water slides. And oh my gosh, they show the top of the ultimate abyss, which is the uh, the ninety-two foot drop slide. Splash Bay is a playground water park hybrid on the ship. Uh. It's some like, nice. It's some nice architecture in this. This is crazy. Look, the boat like, is like the divided. The slide has like like all these spinnies. Like the slide has like a loop, a loop, a loop. It's so cool. The boat's divided into seven neighborhoods. <laughs> the Central Park neighborhood holds over twenty thousand seven hundred plants. Like it literally oh. looks like a little walkway with plants, and like it is ridiculous. I'm on I'm on one website on it now, but uh, oh yeah okay I'm on the um I'm on the company's website. A four, two forty three foot tall rock climbing walls. Mm. A candy store. They put on ice shows on this ice rink. <laughs> it's so That's, ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Well. Well, I mean, like, it's, no, I mean, like, it's only, hold on, it's only, like, 700. For the Ultimate Family Suite? Oh, no, not for Ultimate Family, just for the Symphony of the Seas. Oh, what did I just do? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hook it up right now, but, um, I messed up the itinerary. Oh, oh wow, okay, no, the, the Royal Suite class is, like, it's 2100. That was a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. So, stateroom. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. Wow. But, like, the pictures are ridiculous. Oh my gosh, it's, it's 20, it's, it's a 2000 per, per person. Not just not just two thousand, but two thousand per person. So like, not like you can split the price. Now you both got to pay your own. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it is mm. ridiculous. No, in suite cinema and top video games, a in suite slide and lucky climber, multi purpose dining tables, which means they turn into game tables. Well, like, like um, well, the highest package on this one is the 
Royal Loft Suite, and that one is 14000 per person. This is, oh, you get a Royal Genie, which is like a private concierge. Royal Genie. Oh, yes, man. in this ultimate they're, family suite. They're killing it right now. Wow. It is. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate you for taking me on this journey. Um, now it's like, do I want to buy a used car or just be on a <laughs> four night cruise? It's crazy. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> so well. as we as we start to save for this ultimate family suite, join our Patreons. So can... <laughs> <laughs> yes, our, our tiers will be listed as far as the suite prices go. Right. 700 and up per month. We have a lot of family members. <laughs> yes, and if this is all per person, we'll need a lot of dough. Yes. Oh my gosh, they have a life-size Connect Four. We have yeah. got to get this together. That is, man. I don't know, man. Royal Caribbean, they're they're on another level right now. Wow. So now that we have seen what we cannot afford on a cruise ship, <laughs> like, you know, let's uh, let's think about where our, our family vacation. Well, no, actually, we have a family vacation coming up next year, which is not on a cruise ship. It's a it, no, it's just going up north. Yeah, it's a um, family reunion. So yeah, it'll be which fun is, though. Still, which, yeah, yeah. I don't need a, a private personal genie. <laughs> no, it's a genie. Not Aladdin. No. Needs that. So. Well. Good luck to everybody who has cruises booked. I mean, I know that they're just now starting to open back up for the cruise lines, like after this whole Corona fiasco. So, you know, good luck. Stay safe. Don't go if you feel like anything suspicious is going on with the person or persons you're going with. If you happen to be on the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas and in the Ultimate Family Suite, please send us pictures. Yes, please. We want to live vicariously through you. So, with that being said... I'm Key. And I'm V. And this has been We Shouldn't Talk About This. Thanks for listening. Bye.